0: Yes, yes. We're back again. Episode 2. Untitled. Unedited. We're here with the Cheddar Chasers. We have a lot of special guests in the building today. We're here at the RCC Royal Communications Center located in Stanford, Connecticut. I'm here with Ray Sean. What's going on? It's your boy Ray. We have God and Noodles in the building. What's up? It's your boy G Money. It's your boy Noodles. We have Matthew.
1: Yes sir, it's your boy Matthew.
0: We have two special guests. We have Toshar and Dom, special yo. friends of ours. Yo, 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 it's your boy, Toshar. Dom.
1: Toshar in the building.
0: Toshar in the building. And the most special guest of all, we have Stefan Leipold here in the building. Very important man. Stefan, go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Well, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm an inventor, of the magnetic privacy screen, uh, serial entrepreneur, uh, philanthropist, and uh, just enjoy life.
1: Smile. Not to give you an no applause, not to give you an no applause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, how did you get into that? Tell us.
2: Get into cybersecurity or inventing products or Inventing
0: under- products, because we have a lot of young minds in this building.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it was very simple. I had something that didn't work and I just you know the situation when you have something it breaks, you say so like, why well, can't nobody make it in a way that it doesn't break? That's your million dollar idea. I was like, Okay. My phone was broken so many times and uh, Apple replaced them. So I lost the privacy screens on there. So I had to make new ones. And the one from the MacBook, we worked with a company and uh, lesson one was learned. And having good partners is important, but more important is having everything in writing because uh, the moment it comes to real money, almost everybody goes behind your back. So we didn't have stuff in writing. So yeah, um, buying products broke, making them better. That's just a taking initiative
0: that's that's a great plan take it take advice on that (laughs)
2: um
0: i hear you're a very humble man but we must mention that you were named forbes man of the year how did that happen
2: so i was asked to join the man of the year campaign for the leukemia society of america and um so this entire thing was covered by, by Forbes magazine. And while Forbes was covering it, they got a ma- uh, awareness of me, and they asked me also to become a Forbes business consul. So I'm counseling and writing uh, stuff for businesses. And uh, I think you, it's an invite-only program. You have to make a certain amount of money, a certain reach, and be an asset to the environment, to this society. Makes sense. That's great.
0: That's, um, you have anything you want I just to add?
2: congratulations
1: on, on beating cancer
0: that's oh that's amazing. That's thank you story i heard it the first
2: time I yeah it's amazing. yeah it's always not to give up right i mean uh you, you have always two options right when when i came to this country i had this brain idea in my head i don't even know why that i thought oh i'm coming from europe people have to kiss my feet and throw money at me yeah it didn't work that well so um so i ended up basically being homeless for a little bit and uh so I got a lot of jobs to, to make money on the side when you're legal. But the interesting part is you always have two options, right? You can stand up and fight or you can stay down. But uh, you have to do it anyway. Even because I was also in the military, even if you get a sh- get shut up and die, you can smile or you can cry, but you still have an option. And mm-hmm. so I always pick the option that brings me further. That's, that's, I think, key in life, not to give up.
0: What country are you from, by the way?
2: I was born in Italy. I grew up in Italy, Germany, Spain, Switzerland, and the United States. So I'm not Russian. A lot of people are saying, oh, you're Russian. No, I'm not. <laughs> right.
3: What's it What's it like living here and like living like back in Italy?
2: That's actually funny because I was asked two days ago by BBC the same question. I was like, I can't really answer the question because I have to live here. I don't want mm-hmm. to make people upset. <laughs> <laughs> so it comes to two ways, and it's also written in my book. Um, the people... If you go to the people itself, right, you have good and bad people in any country. But the biggest difference between Europe and the United States is in Europe, everything is built. We need to have the best education. We want to do the best. One person has one job probably for the rest of their life. That's Mm -hmm. the difference. And people think that when you have success and you have money, that you must be a crook. Like entrepreneurship is really bad. While here in this country, you can have no education and you can make a million dollars in a year. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know why it always is named a million. You can make 10 million or Mm -hmm. whatever you want, right? But the biggest difference is that if you have a smart head on your shoulders, there's literally no limit. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Europe, everything has like this this structure and the organization, and it's very complicated to get somewhere. Wow. So you're blessed when you're here. Yeah, I was just about to say that yeah somewhere. I mean think about this one the the video that I just showed earlier the the, the the young boy is nineteen years old, has sixty million followers, hasn't even finished school and works already for for like big corporations to organize their their social media campaigns and uh, it's it's literally like what people do with their time and I traveled in over sixty countries and I see so many people and they're brilliant. but it doesn't matter if you're poor or rich. the most thing that I see that people don't have is either the right mindset or opportunity. The person who is hungry and wants to win will always go out there and search for opportunities or somebody who mentors them and stuff like that. The person who who is lazy, you can't make an ele- elephant fly. If somebody thinks it will come to me, it will not work. As I mentioned earlier, yesterday on my birthday, the, the the guy that I sponsor is the first Mexican who actually just won the world champion in kickboxing. He's the worst Mexican world champion in kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming from nowhere, becoming a world champion means that it's, it's Possible to do, you know? Happy
0: birthday, by the way. Yeah, happy oh. belated. <laughs> <Thank you>. Happy <laughs> birthday. Happy belated. Yeah.
1: Thank you. And if you had, a, I guess, a slogan or like a motto. I have one. Let's hear it. What is
2: it? It's my own, and I created it, and I, I love it. Nothing is as contagious and powerful than the human idea and the willpower behind it. And the reason why I say that is very simple, guys. You all... Every single person on this planet is living and enjoying other people's dreams. The iPhone you hold in your hand, whose dream was that?
0: Steve Jobs.
2: The brand, Polo. Everything we wear is somebody else's dream. We are so willingly taking somebody else's dream, but we don't fight for ours, isn't it? So, And wow. I have an idea. I just go for it. And I don't take just other people's ideas. I live my own ideas. Can you say that, uh, that one more time, that slogan? Nothing is as contagious and powerful as the human idea and the willpower behind it <laughs> how did you
1: How did you develop like that mindset you have
2: It is very simple. Do you know what the the meaning of rock bottom is? like the rock hits the bottom, it can't go further down, right? Everybody had the situation that you were broke. But once you have a situation that you don't have anywhere to sleep, and nobody wants to help you. And I was in a supermarket in Castinos in New York City. And uh, I was crying because I couldn't buy for, for like $8 food because I didn't have money. So I had to give away the ring that I inherited from my grandfather, love you, uh, to buy food. And then once I was there, I felt pity for myself. And then I was like, what am I going to do? So I actually got my best clothes on, and I literally went probably to like 50 doors every day and asked people if they need help, cleaning a restaurant, working in a restaurant. And so the mindset is just simply when somebody beats you down, you can either stay down or you get up. It's that simple. And I give you another deep meaning of the word decision because my book is called Entscheidung, which means decision. The, the The word decision comes from the word Skype, which comes from from Roman, when the in, in Europe, when the Germans and the Romans in the 1600s beat each other up. Uh, drawing your sword out means ending something. This part where the sword is in is called Scheide. So you're ending something, pulling it out and charging forward for what you believe, even when you die. That's what it means. So a real decision it basically means you leave what is old or needs to be changed behind and you charge forward, no matter what, for what you believe in. And the word decision is a very strong word. Like, you want to stop smoking? Stop the smoking and throw the cigarettes out, and never, ever the thought of a cigarette comes to your mind. One cigarette less, two cigarettes less, that's not stopped. That's not a decision. That's postponing. So and that's the same with business. When you say, oh, one day I will be a millionaire. No, there's nothing happening unless you do. You go out, you start wasting and uh, working, and push everything you want for, for the rest of your life, and you will get it.
1: So basically, uh, when you make a decision, a decision... You always have to make sure it's, it's pushing you forward, basically. Right. Yep.
2: Like, there's no other options. I mean, think about this one. You you want to have a six-pack, and you change your diet, and you go to the gym for, like, four hours a day. After a year, you have the perfect body, perfect six-pack. Can you have a 12-pack? You can, yeah. You can. No. There's not 12 muscles here. You can have a 12-pack. Right? Yeah, maybe 10-pack, but yeah. you can have 12 or 16-pack. So how about you train your brain two hours a day? Is there a limit? No. You can educate yourself to whatever you want, like, this is the biggest power in the world. You have all the knowledge, you have a camera, you have a stage, you have an audio. This is literally the entire universe, and most of the people don't use it, but everything is right here, and if you educate yourself two hours a day, there's nothing you cannot do.
3: In in, in uh, Europe, is social media different like in Europe than it is in United States?
2: No, it's actually the same thing. Think about what is social media, right? The idea was to connect people, and that what is what it actually does, we have everything at our fingertips, but if you if you look at from a from a business standpoint right uh if you let's say you have ten thousand people on TikTok, instagram facebook Mm. uh, from the ten thousand people probably nine thousand nine hundred and ninety five looking at content and five creating content and making money out of it Mm. so the good thing of social media is uh it is global it connects us and you have interest people looking at this every day so it's a huge potential to to get educated to connect Mm. to to meet people uh, to ask for help, never never stop asking, because you already have a no. So if you get a yes, you, you win already. And I think uh, you can connect with people over social media all over the world. That's amazing.
3: Well, well, I I feel like some like social media like there's like a handful of people that actually are like willing to give out a helping hand because social media. There's a lot of people that you can deal with on social media. There's a lot of people that will waste your time. Like, that have you ever experienced like so, somebody has like waste your time like like Every fully? Day.
2: Every day, right? The 100 to 1 rule, and that's literally what it is. So first of all, never take anything personal because it will take your energy. Mm -hmm. So what you're going to do is, let's say you want to find a successful influencer like the guy who made our video, right? I probably went through 100 people. And the thing with becoming an influencer, you learn how to create content, but you're not a business person. So the Mm -hmm. people educate themselves how to get followers, but they don't educate how to convert this into money. Mm -hmm. So... From the 100 people you asked, there's only one who actually took the other step, not saying, like, I'm an influencer. He also sat down and educated himself onto, like, being on time, using a schedule, how to create business for clients. Mm. So um, there's always somebody to, to waste your time. So the number one advice I can give you, don't make B people A people. If somebody doesn't work for what you do and you feel it right away, next. Mm. Right.
0: A question that I have. You're clearly a successful businessman, you've done a lot of things, but what I've learned is there's always failures in business. Have you had any failures prior to what you are now?
2: Uh, I would say lessons, big lessons. I think failure is when you stop trying, right? So um, I had a lot of situations, what I call personal failure, like trusting somebody with my money and traveling, coming back and the money is gone. That would be probably a failure. Um, but I think it's only a failure if you don't learn from it. So stuff usually happens to you, uh, to, for you, not to you. So it makes you grow. Uh, but I think the biggest failure, which, uh, which I would call a failure, is I tried a lot of times helping people that are not even willing to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Because you think it's your buddy, your, your, your neighbor, your family member but they only want something out of you, but they don't want something to do for themselves. So I think the biggest failure is making B people, A people. It doesn't matter how painful it is, just focus on the ones that actually have the same drive and goals that you have. That's the biggest failure. And like you said, it's, it's always a business,
1: never personal. Yeah. Never
2: personal. No. And you can't hire your family members because once you fire them, you have an issue. So I would never <laughs> hire my family members, so. Damn. Yeah.
0: Um, What would you uh, consider yourself, um, I mean, what would you consider your best career decision?
2: Uh, That's very interesting. I think I made, in the beginning, I make my hobby, which is technology, uh, my business. But I think the best decision was to to come to the United States and not give up. Because one of my Instagram videos for around about a month ago, I'm sitting in a Porsche in, in Florida, and I'm telling a story on my birthday in 2005, I was with all my friends, like a group, 15 people. And I was like, oh, I should go to America and make a career. And they're all laughing. And they're like, oh, you're going to come back. You're going to be unemployed, blah, 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 blah. And they made jokes out of me. So a week later, I was like, okay, watch me. I'm gone. So I went over here. And of course, it wasn't easy, but nobody's laughing anymore right now. So everybody follows me. It's like, oh, we always knew you can make it. Blah, well, blah, got these kind of people, right? So I right. think the biggest uh, advantage or best decision ever was coming here because the opportunity to become successful is just built into this country. That's amazing. Um,
1: what was the hardest obstacle you had to overcome?
2: Uh, I think the hardest lesson I learned in life, and I hope you never experience this, I think sometimes lessons can be learned, sometimes be taught. After having all the success and everything I've been through, right, and I had just a meeting with one of the th- 3. billion something companies in the world, I was at the airport, and I got a phone call, and I will never forget three words the doctor says. He asked if I'm the guardian of my son. And I was like, yeah. So, and he said his son has cancer. So flying back and seeing 90 minutes doctors saving the life of your kid, and you don't know if it comes out dead or alive. And in this moment, I realized I was in the military. I got shot at blah, blah, blah. But sitting there and having accomplished all this, it means nothing. I think the biggest accomplishment was to realize that time is valuable. And spend it with the people you love. And people complain about so many things that are not important. Right now, if I get up in the morning and the people I care about, friends, family, whoever, and they're healthy, I'm fine. Everything else I can do myself. I think that is the biggest lesson learned, right? Tell your people you love every day because you never know if you come home the other day, you know? So.
3: Mm. Uh, I have a question about like having like uh, like business partners like how, like how do you feel like I just feel like um, like different types of people like to like take business on like 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 differently like somebody will like to take it on like alone or some people like like having like the helping hand like.
2: Okay about business partners is very interesting because I had a couple of them and I learned big lessons so if you get a business partner first of all let the person work for free. Let the person work for free for a month to see if the person is dedicated as you are, shares the same goals and vision. Because most of the time, a business partner is always there and there's always one person who pulls and the other one gets pulled. You need somebody who is actually on the same level than you. The second part is make a paperwork agreement right away. Nobody fights about $50. But once you one night become successful, everybody wants a piece of the cake. Mm-hmm. And so... If it's clear that you invest thirty percent and we make ten millions and you only get thirty percent, then that's a fair fair agreement, right? But um, I would have business partner only if they bring value to the table, willing to work for free, and signing contracts. Otherwise, I wouldn't take them because mm-hmm. words are cheap. Um, but I think action speaks louder than words.
3: Yeah, true. I, I I just hear a lot of stories where people like. They'll have, like, a business partner. And it'll be, like, their best friend or somebody they know, like, like in a on a personal level. And it never, like, it never works out, like, ever. No. Like, and it it always ends up being, like, a fight between them. And then you'll never see that person ever talking to that person ever again. So
2: It's usually what happens. So it's the same thing that you hire a wife as, as a business partner. And then you have to fire her. You never have food again. Or maybe even something else. <laughs> <laughs> so. so, no, make an agreement so it's crystal clear in writing. And make sure that the person understands what they mm-hmm. sign. Right, true. Yeah. So,
0: as someone um, who has business partners, what catches your eye? Like, what is it that would
2: make would attract you to somebody? Um, first of all, honesty, dignity, um, being on time, being detailed, and having the share, same vision. If somebody is, yeah, I think we can do it. And for me, also, wording is really important. So when people come to me and they they're using the word trying, and problem, and uh, believe. I believe that belief belongs to church. You have a problem when you wake up in the morning and the doctor tells you you have cancer and you die in an hour. That's a problem. Everything else is a challenge in opticals. And trying, I think uh, losers try, winners do, right? So for me, it's the way a person presents themselves to you. is very important. And what have they accomplished? You don't have to have a master degree. You need to have the willpower to move mountains. And that's the big difference, you know?
1: Where do you see technology in, in, in five years, in a few years from now?
2: Um, I'm involved in a couple of projects, which I, as a tech person, love it. I've seen uh, technology going into automotive driving, so and everything is sensor-based, So, mm-hmm. which basically means Uber is going to be out of business soon. Um, I know somebody who works on that part a lot. And then I have seen AI doing amazing things. I was meeting with somebody from Samsung, and they had glasses on and a camera, and the other person was literally like standing in front of you in the glasses. It project projects a picture into the glasses. So I see you like you're here, but I can't touch shoes. And the person took paper and threw it at me. And I was like moving back, you know.
0: So like so a hologram.
2: Yeah, a hologram yeah. it, it's crazy reality. And I think uh, in medical fields, but also uh, everything that makes our life easy. I mean, think about how, how you now everything is electric, electric scooter, this and that. Nobody even thought about it, right? And the same thing when the pandemic hit. Every, every artist, they're already called starving artists. They're like, oh, we can't do any paintings and, and galas anymore, blah, blah, blah. And it's always impossible until somebody did it. So like in the middle of the pandemic, somebody sold an NFT, if you guys know what it is. Yeah. It's a digital picture for 60 million, the second highest price for a picture ever. So no tell me there's no opportunity, you know? Right. It's like, again, the same thing, like you have hundred people saying no and one guy goes like, oh, watch me. And it's always the guys, the mavericks that, that see where technology goes and they make it work.
0: Does any of that scare you? The way that we're evolving every day, technology is becoming more prominent no. in our life.
2: No, the technology, not the stupidity of men. Yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> like. I mean, and that's the part when I do cybersecurity is uh, I speak globally about cybersecurity. And you see people like going into stores like an Apple store, using a, a public MacBook, signing into their Facebook, doing their stuff and walking away. And I was like, can I unfriend all your friends? And so people uh, save all their cryptocurrency hashes on their phone. And if I find your phone, the pin is 1234 and I can steal all your money. And so uh, in general the educational part has to come with the technology part. Like, we all get cell phones, but probably none of you knows what it really does. I have a joke when I give a speech. I ask the audience, like, yeah, let's say you have a 1,000 people in the audience. I was like, hey, who in the audience knows Tinder? Everybody's, like, clapping, yeah, we know Tinder. And then I goes like, who in the audience uses Tinder? And they go, like, mm, not me, uh-uh. <laughs> So, But the interesting thing is people don't know. If, if you remove any app that you signed in with, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, You remove the app, the app is gone, but the access to your phone is still there, and they're downloading all the data, and that's the thing where the education comes in. And People don't have education about how do you securely use technology, and that's scary because a lot of people might get hurt or kidnapped or whatever it is, and the education needs to follow up. The reason I asked you that is our main
0: topic for this episode today, we wanted to talk about social media. Mm -hmm. So you wanted to know, Uh, basically how do you think social media has evolved over the years, many years? It's probably been popular, I would say 10 years, really popular. How do you think it's evolved now to how it is
2: in 2021 today? Okay, there's two parts. I give you both parts and I hit you with a number that will shock you. So um, the good part is it is an opportunity and a platform for all over the world. You can literally become a million overnight when you have the right video, the right audience and stuff like that. And here's the downside of it, because I work with law enforcement on certain cases. Last year, 463,000 kids and young women have been either kidnapped or raped or put into child pornography and stuff like this. And the reason why, it I made a life test. It took me three minutes from not knowing a girl to have her come to my apartment. I had her account, her location, her uh, iCloud account. I had everything about her. And so... The security and the uh, behind it, it's it's not there. And what people understand, these phones have high-resolution cameras. A lot of people take selfies, and on these pictures, you see the name tag, you see a picture, a business card, an email address. Not everybody from your million followers is your friend. When I get women on stage, when I speak on universities, I ask these young girls, "Do you want to have a million followers?" They say yes, and then. Um, i ask a second question, like, uh, how do you feel talking to me? Like, comfortable, not comfortable, you know what is private space. Private space is the arm length between two people, that you feel comfortable about it. While she's answering, I step forward into her face like this, and she's like, oh, I said, how about now? She said, I don't feel comfortable. And then I tell her, like, how do you know that only one person from your million followers is not a crazy stalker following home from the subway? Because you tech everywhere you go, you put your name out there, everybody knows what you do. And that's the part where we need to educate on. So that's the scary part. But it's also a very powerful tool. So I think in in both cases, it needs to be handled correctly. Wonderful answer.
3: How, how how would you feel if like social media companies started to like make restrictions based on like what you need, like qualifications you need to like use the app, to sign into the app, to log in?
2: Did you ask me how I feel. Like like how
3: how like how would you feel if like if they were to no do identical. that? Like <laughs> it, like it, <laughs> would it be a good idea <laughs> <laughs> or not Um,
2: I think it should be. An age restriction. Mm -hmm. Because in order to get a Gmail account, you need to have uh you need to be 18 years old. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, a lot of people, even young kids, fake their dates because checking it, right? When I was verified on Google, Google called me on a video call, I needed to hold my passport next to my face. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're an adult and you can decide for yourself, fine, it's your decision. You should be educated on it or educate yourself on it. If there is a kid or a minor And every single account that you open uh, online should be verified. That means a parent, a guardian, whoever needs to be there and show the ID that you are who you are. Because Mm -hmm. um, you don't know who is opening the account. You don't know who is watching. So I think it it is a huge step in the right direction.
0: Catfish. How old is your son, by the way? Uh,
2: He just turned 11. Do you let him use social media? Um, Not really. He can have TikTok, but I monitor everything he does on his phone. So, by the way, I just gave you a million-dollar idea. Get a programmer who actually events a verification app for every single app that you can connect in there. Mm-hmm. You're we better copyright that. You're <laughs> 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 <You're welcome. laughs> copyright that. Quick. Write it down, write it down, write yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it down. Let me see my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, but. Like, have yeah. Them, like, have,
1: their, like, ID. have them like, have their ID or something before they log into the app to prove that like they're over the age to use the app.
2: Right. My son was playing Fortnite, and I don't know if you guys know, but a year and a half ago, there was a child predator ring exposed on YouTube. So uh, my son was playing Fortnite, and suddenly he gets text messages, and I was looking at the messages, so I could clearly tell it was an adult. So he said, oh, look, I'm talking to Justin Bieber. I said, yeah, Justin Bieber's talking to you, so let me talk to Justin <laughs> Bieber. So I spoke to Justin Bieber, and this dumb ass sorry, not person, this gentleman was not very smart, and he actually molested a child from his own cell phone register to him. So I called my friends from law enforcement and figured out his age, name, location. And so then we called him and, and we told him like we could actually post this chat in social media and then everybody knows who he is. And so, um, yeah, it is what it is. There's always spread out, especially when you chat with somebody. You don't know who you are. You don't know if it's your neighbor or somebody. You don't know who the people are. So there's always a certain amount of uh, care that you should put in there and and i'm not saying not to use social media i'm telling people to validate i mean if i walk up to you on the street and i ask you for hundred dollars would you give it to me no. no why not so you will ask questions right so the same thing on social media uh do not put on social media what you wouldn't show a person uh on a bus that you don't know i can also give you a very valuable advice um Whatever you put on social media is out there, and you can't get it back. And a lot of people like to get, for every price, followers like crazy. So their young women have half-naked pictures of them. And if, if you have a million followers, a big, legit company would never give you a deal because your social media is not clean. We, we had a photographer for a magazine who was looking at uh, a model's picture, and she had only one picture with a joint in there. If it's legal or not, it doesn't matter they didn't give her the job because of that picture, because the people who make these decisions are not the young generation and most of the times. Corporations are run by boards, and these boards are people that have a value from the 1950s, 60s, 70s. So if, if you want to get a job, the first thing I do is I search, so, uh, search people's social media, and then I decide if I give you a job or not. You can be the most talented person in the world. If you present my company not well, because... Certain things might be normal here, but then you go to Saudi Arabia or to Asia and it's a big no no. So, if you want to make big money, keep your image clear uh, or clean.
0: I have a question back to the business aspect. So, you've clearly made a lot of money in the past, you have your recognition now. Are you still hungry today?
2: Always, every day when I wake up. Because the thing is also I'm giving away half of the money that I make, actually. When I speak, like in September, I speak life in Germany for 4,000 people. I don't earn one penny. I pay the, the flight costs, but everything else goes to kids with cancer. So the more success I have, the more good I can do, the more I can give back. Uh, because at the end of the day, how much money do you really need to be happy, right? You don't need much money. Happiness comes from inside. Yeah, I like to drive nice cars and stuff like this, but at the end of the day... Uh, on on one of my birthdays, which is also my Instagram, I was in Westchester Mall, and I wanted to buy myself something nice, maybe another watch or this or that. I couldn't find anything that I wanted. But then it hit me like a rock, and I was like, why don't I just go to the Lego store and buy Legos? I bought for, like, $500 Legos, and I walked to the hospital for kids with cancer and gave it to kids. And the feeling that you get 20 minutes a kid out of their shitty situation, no money in the world could give you that gift, you know? Right. So, um, and I think, so... I'm hungry, but I'm hungry also to help people. Real success is making others better I guess.
0: I've only been speaking to you for about thirty minutes, and I just want to say I don't know if anybody's giving you your flowers, you're a wonderful person. We could oh, tell just now thank you you're a wonderful person um the intro we used today we used a little snippet from
2: Hall of Fame
0: uh I was told it was totally special to you. Why is that
2: uh, it's very interesting so when i uh so first of all, like I fought cancer for thirteen years and it was a very tough battle and uh so the lyrics are very powerful i even get goosebumps thinking about it so when i was asked by the lls uh if i want to become the man of the year man of the year they also said if you get to a certain amount of money in donations you become in the hall of fame so by coincidence oh. i listened to the song and every single morning i have a routine when i get up and i listen also to two songs to give me power no matter like law of attraction with your energy goes right if you hit your toe and you curse all day during the day your energy is all negative the day would be bad if you let it go the toe was okay it hurts and now you boost your brain into a positive emotion which the song is the hall of fame Uh, so i use this every day to run the the campaign and to to feel better about it and i didn't only make the man of the year stuff i also made it into the hall of fame so and that was why i think the song is so powerful it's I mean the lyrics are just speaking for themselves and I love it. That's that's why I listen to it every day.
0: That's wonderful.
3: Sometimes so, sometimes I feel like uh sometimes like when I wake up in the morning, like I wake up confused, Because like, I know like I wake up in the morning and like it's like it's not ideal for me to wake up and like go to a nine to five job like I used to work at Home Depot and I hated it. Like but I wake up confused on like what like I I, I want to be my own I want to be my own boss, like well, like what do you have like what's the advice like i like i but it's it's confusing to me though like, I can't really explain like it's 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 uh, it's really hard for me to pinpoint because I,
2: was, I, I was working as an assembly belt worker for Volkswagen in Germany. I had to be there at six o'clock. I woke up four o'clock in the morning and I was sweating because I hated the job it made me sick mm-hmm. so um the best part for you to be successful is be successful in something that you really like to do. So I tell people, if you would be sleeping and I wake you up at three o'clock at night, like I shake you awake, what can you do? Like singing, dancing, painting, uh, fixing something, whatever that is, that's your God-given talent. If it's in you, there's a reason for it. So now you have to take what you can do and convert it to how technology works today. Like if you like to be a painter, great, you can paint, but the technology today would be to go do NFTs. Mm. So if you like to sing, find a way to not just become a singer like, some famous singer find a way to, to do different songs. You can do songs for Disney in the background or whatever it is. There is a woman on on uh, the chatting app. Um, what is it called? The chatting app everybody to No, what is the chat? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. There's a woman on Clubhouse. Um, she she is from I think egwandor and she is the synchron uh, lip syncer whatever it is for all the Star Wars movies, and she makes a lot of money and nobody knows it's her voice and. I think so whatever you're good at is actually um, what you should do. Just find out what is your passion. If you mm-hmm. don't know what is your passion, figure it out.
3: True.
1: So how, do you, how do you figure that out?
2: Yeah. Um, that was, what can you do? Like I can fix a laptop for 18 hours and I don't get tired. I, would, I mean I don't drink, but I could probably even fix a laptop while I'm drunk. So what can you do that makes you happy? Like what is your hobby? What, what gives you passion since you're a kid? So
1: Kanye, what you're saying is you have to go back in time when you were kind of like
2: a kid. And like, I'm still a kid. <laughs>
1: always. It kind of reminds me of like what what Kanye West said when he was um, designing. I think he was talking about his shoe, and he said, "When I'm designing my shoe, I have to <clears throat> I have to go back to my old self and act like I'm a kid to get to to spark that creativity." So are you kind of like saying something like that, almost like. Yeah. Sense.
2: It, yeah, for example, when I was a kid, right, we had this Walkman with a cassette. I'm pretty sure you guys never have seen one. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so so I got my first Walkman. My, my parents went to buy groceries. They came back, and I totally took it apart because I needed to know how it works. And they were like, oh, my God, this kid never got anything again. So then I put it back together, and it worked. I always like technology, and I need to figure out how it works. And that's nothing else than we do today. When we make products, it's just playing with technology. That's my passion. So your passion is, if you'd like to know chemistry or whatever makes you happy and is your inner child, that that's your passion. So,
1: so Sorry. basically, uh, your work is play.
2: Oh, I I have the best job ever. Yeah, I get paid to fly all over the world, do stuff that I love. I mean, I'm the only person who goes every month to Miami and comes back by getting paid to go to Miami, right? <laughs> <That's So laughs> fun to, yeah, it's fun too. It's coming great. back from Miami. That yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did not get paid for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, it's it's amazing because I don't work. Yeah, it, it it's fun for me, you know.
3: It's like it's play, like it's.
2: And I can do it from anywhere. Yep. that's the best part. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's beautiful.
3: What if? <laughs> well, w- what if, what if there's something like you're really, really, really talented, at, but like, it's not. It, it doesn't genuinely like hit you in the heart. Like it's not something that you feel like it's like you're like you like destiny, like what you're meant to be. But like, you, like, but it. it's a given talent like that you have.
2: If you have a talent, but it doesn't make you happy, I wouldn't do it because you would be I'm not happy. Mm. and you can only be see success i give you a stupid example of how success actually works and how the world takes awareness of you so when you're in the military i was squad leader so in the military i can only demand from my squad what i'm willing to do so if mm. i'm willing to scout on the mountain and risk that i get shot i can expect it from everybody else if my team sees that i do it they will do it for me so your, my team goes the extra mile just to make sure that we are all a team right in business life, it's nothing else. Would you do business with somebody who is always like me, 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 me? I need to win. No. No. So in a, they call it an America win-win situation. I call it win-win-win situation. I need to win. The business partner needs to win, and the client needs to win. So if everybody wins and you take care of others first, the success towards you will come automatically. You always have to put others first. Mm. If you help out in your in your community and you do have, even if it's just going shopping grocery for an elderly woman or whatever it is, right? The community will see it and they will back you up. But if you the bad guy on the blog, nobody would probably back you yeah. up, exact your kind, and then you probably would be uh, sooner or later. Once it comes to a bad situation, they will sell you out. But if people would take a hit for you, that's the one they believe in you, and you're the role model. Mm-hmm. You know. What
0: advice would you give to the 20 year olds our age? What's so the number one thing you could you could say to us?
2: Um, the number one thing. Wow, well, I would say basically like. Go for it. Just, you know, the, what I said earlier, there's people that just like to sit on their butt and stuff being handed to you. The world is not handing anything to you. You need to take mm. it in a legal well obviously. So, uh, stop being comfortable and getting into the uh, discomfort, right? It's like, for example, which shoe size do you wear? Size 13. Why not try size 11?
0: It's not going to fit. Why not? It's not.
2: But what would you feel, discomfort? Yeah. Why you buy bigger shoes then? Because you don't like discomfort, right? So when we grow, there's discomfort. Only if you have no discomfort, you don't grow. Because <laughs> we settle for something that is set. Right. <laughs> you know, no pain, no gain. It's just that way.
3: Uh, um, some, I feel like some people like they they base like what what they want to do in life off of like what their parents like see them right. doing. And, like, and I, I feel like that takes a toll on a lot of kids and like nowadays because kids like some some kids like our age like they they can't do like certain things because their parents don't agree with it but like they, they see an opportunity in it like but is it, it's like a iffy situation because your parents are your parents you know like and sometimes when you say no to when you say no to them like it's like it's like disrespectful like it it, like it doesn't like fly with them so
2: i'm gonna give you a smart advice that's what i did right so my parents had this brilliant idea you need to work as a car mechanic at volkswagen even if i'm kind of a diva i hate dirty hands Mm. i like (laughs) clean hands so being a car mechanic you're far away from having clean hands right so they made me learn this and um, work in that field so i couldn't quit because i didn't want to disappoint them and i didn't want them to be upset but what I do did is instead of going after works, playing soccer, watching TV, this and that, I started growing a side business. Mm-hmm. And when I quit my business, I already showed them that I started something that I actually make more money than in the regular job and that I'm not a failure. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I did something, because our parents are the the product of their experience from a different time, mm-hmm. they don't comprehend that you can make with a post $2,000 in a day because for their mindset, you need to go to work nine to five to make $2,000. It's a different era. so. But by showing them, A, that their investment in you was not in vain, that you're still a good kid and that you honor them, plus that you actually built something they can be proud of. Like when I bought my first apartment, I was like, oh, my God, so much money. If you lose mm-hmm. your job, you're going to be unemployed and under the bridge and yada, yada, yada. After my, I bought my second and my third, I was like, oh, the best thing you ever did. Every time I did something that made them feel uncomfortable, they're giving me you cannot do that. Yeah. And once I still did it and I was good at it, they are like, oh, that's my son. I'm proud of him, right? They will always doubt because they haven't done it. It's mm-hmm. not good or bad. It's just their reality. Mm-hmm. So I would say, um, do it two ways. Have a plan A and plan B. Work on both of them and just present it when it's ready to speak about. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah, I didn't. What, what is your
1: favorite book? Favorite book to read?
2: I have a couple of favorite books. Um, I mean, my book, of course, no, No, but uh, it's a couple of favorite books. I read around about, I would say, four books a month because um, I like to educate myself about stuff that I don't know. So um, one thing is basically Never Split the Difference, which is a very interesting book about negotiation and reading people's skills and um, extreme ownership. It's an, it's an amazing book from a couple of naval seals that compare situation in the military, the ownership you take, to business life and the ownership and leadership you need to have. And um, there's something like Spy the Lie. And so there's different books that I read, but my favorite books are probably these three. Um.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, so what was the best advice you ever received?
2: Wow, the best advice that I ever received... <laughs> It goes two ways, actually. My grandfather said, and my grandfather was funny, he said, um, on all ships you learn how to sail. <laughs> I didn't understand what that meant, but here I kept saying that. So, and he said, basically, um, if you want to do something, go to somebody who already did it. Like, uh, if, if you want to learn to become any or whatever a painter, see if you can be the intern on somebody who is old, has a lot of experience, and know how to do it. And um, I think the second part actually was like, uh, there's nothing happening unless you do. And I remember when I came to this country, uh, I had to chop firewood for somebody, and I asked him to mentor me, so I needed to create value. So he could easily hire somebody to chop wood. He wanted to see how serious I am about it. So And then I had to cut a football field size of uh, grass with these lawnmowers that you push manually. I looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger after I did this all day. (laughs) So And I was like, why is he doing this? And in the beginning I was upset, but then I got happy, the sun shined, and I was like, you know what, I have to do the job anyways, why not smiling? But the lesson was actually, he didn't want me to chop wood. He wanted to see how determined I was to be mentored by him because he didn't want to waste his time. So I think... Um, the best advice was asking somebody who has done it, but ask, you know, that's it's valuable.
3: Well, have have you had a moment in, like in your life where you like where you told like where you told yourself like I made it, like or ha- has it not hit you yet?
2: I think when I read my book, when you read your book, ago. because sometimes stuff happens so fast and we just creatures of of habit, so we accept a lot of things happening mm-hmm. in our life. Uh, I was lucky enough that I took pictures of everything, and once we wrote it down and I really read everything, I was like, wow, that that's a lot that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've i been in, in, like, all over the world meeting with celebrities, this and that, and uh, I was like, if you would have told me 10 years ago that's going to happen, I would just call you crazy.
3: Yeah, you, you, know? you never so, believe it. Yeah. So
1: um, we all know, you know, you're very successful. I guess during your time period when uh, you were kind of figuring everything out, uh, I, I guess you know you know this question resonates now too, but what was your what was your daily routine what did you have were you on a a strict schedule where it's like you know you woke up at like six a m you yeah. know you worked out yeah. and then you took a shower and you ate breakfast and like so what was like your your routine like
2: i'm a very routine person, so um probably part of the military but i I always live by my calendar if stuff is not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. So I get up, it depends, sometimes at 9 o'clock, sometimes 6 o'clock, because we do business in Asia, Europe, and here so we work in different time zones. So sometimes I work at 3 o'clock at night. But when I get up, it's very simple, and that's probably military, but it is a fact that it's efficient. The first thing, I never snooze. The alarm goes on, I jump out of the bed, I make my bed instantly. That's the military thing, and it's the first piece of success. I have my bed done, that's it. I go to the bathroom, I listen to two songs. Within the two songs, I needed to shave, shower, brush my teeth. People be like, oh my god, how you do that? (laughs) I need like 20 minutes to find the songs. So, so, um, once I'm done with that, I do not read my emails before I have my coffee. If you come with me with like bad stuff before I have my coffee, I'm going to murder you. (laughs) So, so I I get out of bed, I get stuff in the bathroom done, I have my coffee, I read my emails, and then I basically go to my entire schedule. And Uh, whatever is not in the schedule uh, it's not important and whatever is in the schedule i have four categories you can use red yellow green whatever blue or one two three four but the key is time management number one worst first like if you have to tell your boss that you dropped a twenty thousand dollar deal you will probably wait until a perfect moment or the end of the day but what you do actually is you're postponing the stuff that you shouldn't and you feel miserable the entire day whether do the bad stuff right away And then you have the rest of the day, you're over it. So worst first? The the most important thing, the second most important thing, is something is three and four, and I have other stuff to do. Either it doesn't happen for me, or I just reschedule it somewhere else when it's like fun time. But here's an interesting thing, because everybody wants to become a millionaire, right? And the smart thing is, if you would have given me access to my success 10 years ago, I wouldn't be able to handle it. When people are broke at the end of the month, no matter what job they work, right, there's a reason for it because you're not handling your money correctly because you don't have the education. So if you don't have the education to manage your money, how can you manage your time? If you don't manage your money and your time correctly, then you need to learn the skills. So. Mm-hmm. And
3: where, where, where do those skills like, come from? Like, how, how, do you, how do you think one like, like, equips those skills?
2: Um, I like I said I found somebody who was successful in certain areas so I asked him to mentor me and he mentored me on on success rules money rules time being persistent think about this one right every time you're late let's say we have a six o'clock meeting and I'm arriving uh, 555 you arriving 620 for every minute you're late you have to give me $10 how many times you will meet me and be on time or late people don't change unless there's discomfort mm-hmm. so if i have access to your bank account and every time you're late i take money out of your bank i guarantee you. you're going to be early. Yeah. so you have to build habits and it takes around about a month to build a good habit bad habits are easy to develop but hard to live with like smoking and drinking and whatever it's easy to smoke and to drink right but the thing is like it's not healthy why you want to make a million dollars but you poison your body and you're ending up with cancer it makes no sense that's why i don't drink i don't smoke so, But good habits are very hard to develop but easy to live with, being on time, being organized, don't drink. I ask people that I mentor, I look at their financials and they have to write down every penny they spend and every penny they earn every month, right? Some people spend up to $1,000 on alcohol and cigarettes. And I was like, if you take $1,000 a month or $500 a month, that's, that's money you can invest and let the money work for you. Mm-hmm. And, and besides the health factor, right? So um, it, it's all mindset.
1: Okay. So... Um, you're an ex-vet, right? Yeah. So would you say that some of your discipline and your habit and, uh, just like the hard work came from being in the military? Like if you didn't go to the military, do you think it would have affected your path a little bit more?
2: No, because my, my drive doesn't come from the military. The military was just shaving a little bit mm. because I was adopted I, and my parents gave me away. I don't even know my father. Um, so I always had the urge to show people that I'm worth something I was worth nothing for my mother and I was obviously nothing worth for my father so I always wanted to prove the world that I was worth keeping and um, now like nobody's laughing anymore and probably if he would know who I am he'd probably be like hey my son can I have some (laughs) body so um, I think my drive was showing people that I'm worth it that was my drive Mm -hmm.
3: Man, I,
0: we got some gems today uh, I'm just happy oh, yes. to meet you, Stefan It was great uh, <laughs> Thank you for everything Anybody else w- want to say anything to him? It was amazing yeah. to have you so, here Thank you
1: for coming out, man Thank you for thank you. Getting, um,
0: reaching, the, giving us the time to ask you these questions it was amazing, uh, I yeah. hope to see you more. I, I be hope
3: really do. Yeah. I
2: something. Yeah. a lot.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely nice to always have like po- positive energy like yours like, around, so we can actually see people and like see people successful like, and, and just, just like you said, that like, you came from like rock bottom, so it's not like it's not like you you had everything handed to you, like you came from nothing, and yeah. now you're now you're, like like you just said, like you're proving to everybody that you're worth it, like right. That you're and you worth You know, something. the
2: interesting thing is, um, people always see people mm-hmm. in nice cars, right? But they have no idea how much it takes to get into the car. And once you're in the car, to stay in the car. Mm-hmm. Because once you're good, everybody's copying what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, which is also great. But uh, it's all doable. You know, That's the easy so. part. Question. Yeah.
1: What would you say is the number one rule to success?
0: Your right. definition.
2: Um, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. I, I always get what I want. Because if I don't want, I haven't tried it yet. I hope.
0: Man, that was amazing. We thank you again for coming.
1: You have one more.
2: I have one more.
1: How do you like? How do you generate your ideas? Like, where do your ideas come from?
2: Everyday people. Everyday people. I met this woman on a plane, and uh, she didn't invent glue and she didn't invent plastic. But she was tired of having her phone in her hand watching a movie, so she just literally took a piece of uh, plastic double-sided tape and. Clipped it on the screen. And so I helped her to get the stuff done. And it's called me And people have everyday stuff that they complain about. And I just develop my brain to, uh, I see an obstacle. I just yeah. convert yeah. it. Yep. When you have an issue, I see dollar signs. You see a problem. Mm. You know? That's <laughs> the oh, difference. The, the mindset right, right there. there, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yep. The inventor mindset. Yeah.
1: I
0: like that. That's great. That's great. Stay positive. Yep. We thank you again. We wish yeah, you a wonderful... Wonderful day, wonderful rest of your week And we're gonna Check out now, Untitled, Unedited We just had a great guest Stefan Lepoy, we thank you again Hope to see you again yeah. <laughs>
1: Listen to the the song is also- <laughs> we are definitely
0: go check it out